from the land of adventure and diversity. These are the stories of extraordinary Africans, only on Faces of Africa. Eritrea is a region steeped in ancient empires and history. Its more recent history is dominated by a 30-year war with neighboring Ethiopia, which yielded liberation in 1991. In remembrance of those who died during this long war, Eritreans commemorate Martyrs' Day once a year that includes a candlelit procession. In many ways, the best way to understand this enigmatic country for a window into its soul is to understand its obsession with the bike. Meskina Halley is the Eritrean National Cycling Federation Secretary. He is the heart and soul of the sports racing organization in this country. The bicycle not only we were using for uh, race, but we were using as a means of transportation also. So a bike is uh, just we using in every activity of our life. And every child wants to own bike. It is our sixth sense. It's in our blood. The history of the cycling competition began before we were born, in 1932. It began during the Italian colonization. In 1932, the first bicycles that were introduced to Eritrea were by the Italian soldiers for the purpose of postal exchange. Then cycling started developing in Eritrea and we gradually got to where we are now. Since 1937, Eritrea hosts its annual national cycling championships. The level of Eritrean racing was so high that between 1956 and 1972, a total of 19 Eritrean cyclists participated at the Olympic Games, albeit in Ethiopian colors. Yamani Nagasi represented Ethiopia. Eritrea was under occupation at the time, at the 1964 Olympics in Tokyo and the 1968 Olympics in Mexico. The team were the only black African cyclists to take part in those Olympics. The reality is that the progress we've achieved started back in 1946 during the era of the Italian regime. I love cycling more than anything, and it loves me too. This is a big point. Cycling won't work for those who come from a comfortable life. That's how I came all this way. And I know those who participated in the Olympics Games have also come through this. Daniel and others have come through this way. Daniel Tekleheimano is a pioneering icon of African cycling. He is a trailblazer in the truest sense of the word, competing internationally, achieving world-class results, and going where no other black African cyclist has ever gone before. But it all came from very humble beginnings. I was really young, like Eritrean culture. Most of the people are bike at home, so just I was really like to ride a bike around 
1998, become a racer. I mean, racing in my home in the Barwa, so I started in around 2000. I was really become one of the strongest in my city. From the start, I was the one who coached Daniel. Daniel used to compete in South County. This county's competition wasn't big, so I brought the team to Central County. This was a change for Daniel because he was a very outstanding boy. I introduced him to my friends and family, and we used to have tea together, and we became close friends, even now. Daniel is a genuine guy who loves to laugh and likes to make jokes, and most of his friends are rather ordinary people. It's a huge race here in Eritrea. It's really famous in us. So he was my coach from 2006 till 2009. So he was really friendly and a nice guy. He was one of the great riders in Eritrea. Uh, he was he was still my best friend. Daniel's trailblazing started early when, in 2008, he became the first Eritrean to be selected to train at the UCI Cycling Center in Switzerland. His ability to absorb knowledge there took his career to the next level. He came back a different rider. Before he went to UCI, we had many problems. However, after he went there, he combined the cycling experience and education he received and he improved himself. Previously, his power was in his legs, but nowadays, after he went to the UCI World Cycling Center to train, he came back to Eritrea with strength in his whole body. In 2015, Daniel was selected to ride in the Tour de France, along with fellow countrymen and teammate Mahawi Kudus. They would become the first black African cyclists to compete and finish the world's most prestigious cycling race. However, Daniel's groundbreaking achievements did not stop there. During the Tour de France, the King of the Mountains classification is awarded to the rider that gains the most points for reaching the mountain summits first. This climber gets to wear the famous red polka dot jersey. In the first week of the 2015 race, Tulka Haimeno became the first African rider to ever wear this jersey. For those four days when Daniel wore the polka dot jersey, his name was being mentioned in the same breath as the world's very best cyclists. I 
it's really a lot of pressure. It's, you can't believe it at that moment. You know, it's really excitement and, uh, yeah. It's for me, it's really, really changed. It's four days in the podium. Of course, my teammate, team, all the, all the staffs, really happy. Oh, I can't believe it. I have a lot of videos, photos from these podiums. For me, it's really, really good moment. It's because of the tour. I think everyone was watching to see uh, because uh, not one rider was participating. Eritrea was participating. When Daniel got onto the podium, we were watching it in the club. I was so happy and couldn't control myself, so I cried. Eritreans dreamt about getting onto the Tour de France podium. However, achieving it was impossible. But Daniel was the one who did it and gave us this great gift, which was surprising. The immensity of what it meant to Eritrea to have two riders finish the Tour de France, and more importantly, for Daniel to stand on the podium and wear the polka dot jersey, became clear when the riders returned to a hero's reception back in Eritrea. The size of the hero's welcome was comparable only to Eritrea's Independence Day celebrations. When I was arrived at home, it's un un unbelievable. The people is welcome. In the street was full people. For me, it's more than the winning jersey, I think, that, that moment. But Daniel's journey to success hasn't been an easy one. In 2009, Daniel had a major health scare when he was diagnosed with tachycardia whilst training in Switzerland. It could have been the end of his career, but he came back stronger and eventually signed for the world tour team Orica Greenedge. 2009, I have some problems with my heart. The sport director and the ACI is really worried about that. And then they asked me to, to take operation or it's back home. Like a normal life, I can ride the bike. So I say, I didn't tell my family, friends, anyone. I say, I get operation. I say operation, then I wait three months without bike, any bike. The operation is really great. Luckily, I was, it's okay. Racing in Europe meant Daniel had to leave his wife and family behind. I meet in 2010, the end of season, in my hometown. Now it's almost seven years together, and uh, we get a baby last year. And then when I jumped professional also, I was in Europe and she was here. It's really a bit hard. In 2016, whilst participating at the Olympics, Daniel's father passed away in Eritrea. He was a role model for Daniel and was a key supporter of his career. Yeah, he's always wanted to be a great rider. I didn't uh, forget him. 2015, the beginning of the season about the team, team was uh, riding the Tour de France. His first question is, did you ride the Tour? Yeah, I say, it's still long list, we don't know. But he was really excited. Last year I see him, they like, like after nationals, it's my last time I see my father. 
Yeah, I win the trophy and uh, uh, I give him and then I say bye-bye. And I didn't see him my last time. During the Olympics, he was passed away. I don't know, but yeah, after the, the Olympics, they told me when I went back to Italy, yeah, he was already, was already gone. There are many aspects of Eritrean cycling culture that give their athletes a competitive advantage. The altitude of our country is 2,300 meters above sea level, so the land is hilly and also there aren't many cars. And this is helpful for the riders. It is widely believed that the lean physiology of Eritrea's riders has contributed to its cycling success. When I began cycling in 1987, I was around 16 years old. I began competing and became champion three times. In the celebration of the 10th year of independence in 2001, an Italian team called Amoro Bita came and I defeated them and won the race and that was my greatest victory. That's because it was the first time foreigners came to compete and I won the race. And that was the greatest gift of all. Cycling is in my blood, and I never want to lose that, which is why I got into the coaching program. I hope that one day I will become a professional coach. Competing in bike races is pivotal to a cyclist's development. Learning these tactics can only be forged in the heat of a race. Fortunately, Eritrea has a very strong racing culture, thanks to a dedicated team of passionate administrators. Organizing cycling is normal in Eritrea because we have developed it as a culture to organize races every Sunday. Not only with the national championship, but various kinds of races. When I see riders always want uh, a race and uh, you want also to organize for them because they make them happy. We organize ourselves, not an, in a company of organizers or some other uh, paid organizers. Uh, as a federation, it is very, very difficult. It's, it has many tasks, but when you have a passion, everything is possible in us. In Eritrean cycling, role models are crucial. No athlete exists in isolation. Each generation stands on the shoulders of the one that came before. Most importantly, 
the younger athletes need to learn firsthand from the professionals. The riders like Daniel or the other uh, persons, they want to show the kids, the children, even the other riders, the, the good things in sports, in how to behave. They are the good models for them. And uh, they want to show that how they can win, how they can get the success, just to follow the good disciplines. So they are their teachers. Daniel was uh, racing here in our uh, local races for many years. Every rider knows how he has got that kind of uh, success. So they want to, to follow like him. That's the main reason that all riders are focused on Daniel. Because if Daniel made a change in his life, they can follow in his footsteps. Even the child who, has, who is five years old at this time, it's normal to reach in Tour de France. So you will see also how many riders will be professionals after some years. A lot. I expect a lot. They are really talented. If they get the chance, it's really, really great riders here. When Daniel comes to Eritrea, the gifts that he gives to the young riders and things he does for them are very much appreciated. He provided our team with sport materials for four years, and we're so thankful for that. One of the advantages of being back home training is the lack of distraction. <clears throat> my, my wife, my daughter, my mom. It is very prestigious for a cyclist to win their national championships. If they do win, they get to wear a special jersey emblazoned with their country's flag in all the international races they compete in for the following 12 months. This honor means that all riders want to compete in their national championships. And it is no different for Daniel, even though he has been the national time trial champion four times. This year, he has returned from Europe for three weeks to train especially for this event. It is uh, one of the holidays that makes together for all riders of Eritrea in one day. You will see how many people will watch in that place. We will expect a lot of crowds, especially in the sprint area. In time trial, almost 70% of the time you can predict that Daniel will win.
cyclist needs a support structure in order to achieve. This crowdfunded success is heavily dependent on family and friends. Yeah, really friends, really close friends, these guys. They help me, all motivation here. I ask them what, whatever I want to, to help me. So I was really thankful to be their support. I think uh, there are many factors that the riders make success. The family's support, his, his own effort, his club's effort, his coach's effort. These all contributions help the rider to become a success. The time trial is an individual race against the clock. Riders set off every three minutes on their own with the aim of completing the two-lap course in the fastest time possible. It is basically a sprint for 38 kilometers, a real test of power and stamina. It's really hard. I can't say it's not, if you have legs, you know, I mean, it's not easy. It's uh, attack each other, it's not easy race. As the current champion, Daniel goes down the start ramp last. He is the big favorite to win the race and defend the title. The key challenges come from his Team Dimension Data teammates. Unbeknownst to the big crowds and commentators, a quarter of the way into the race, at the first turn, Daniel's bike skids on some loose dirt and he crashes. The circuit is not easy to catch up the, the time again. Yeah, I'm okay, but yeah, maybe the excitement is another thing, but the cycling, sometimes you win and sometimes you fall down. Despite the pain, Daniel still finishes third overall. His teammate, Mekseb Debese, wins the title for the first time in his career. My excitement is to win the first place, but I crash and I, I finish the race, no fracture, no problem. 
and happy to be win by, by my teammates. We are top three, same team, so I was really, really happy for him to this title. So, yeah, he was really great rider as well. And uh, I was wishing best in the, in the future. Mekseb's sister, Mosana, wins the elite women's title and his younger brother, Jakob, wins the junior men's race. It is an incredible achievement for the Debesay family. For all of us, it has a meaning when you win in front of your fans, in front of your friends, in front of your families, because you want to show them your achievements. You have many supporters from your families, friends, everything, and you want to show them your success. Daniel's trailblazing has given Eritrean youngsters a vision on how to reach the top levels of professional cycling and also helped focus international attention on the talent back in Eritrea. His success has opened up a two-way interaction between Eritrean cycling and the world. The future of Eritrean cycling is bright, but it needs support. The cycling journey in Eritrea is very difficult due to the lack of support. We make it by just courage and bravery. We have 86 years of experience in this sport, but we only have six professional riders. And we should have at least 100 riders in the international game. Eritrea has a good climate. People who love cycling should come and recruit the young riders. If next time we start building them from the ground up, we may have riders who would not make Eritrea proud, but the world too. Uh,